The following episode of Twin Cities Trekkies is dedicated to the victims' families of the December 10th, 2021 tornado outbreak in the central part of the United States. Many fans are asking how they can help. You can donate blood or money to the American Red Cross by going to your local blood bank, or you can go to redcross.org slash donate for details. The Star Trek community spans near and far, and if we help them out just a little bit, they can get back on their feet sooner. Thank you. everyone welcome to episode 33 of twin cities trekkies i am wes and i'm kenzie and today we're going to talk about the holidays in star trek there are plenty of them throughout the franchise um you know from and different cultures too um so like the klingons the bajorans uh like the felt like the gratitude festival you know for uh the bajorans you know the day of honor for klingons and something uh, that they have extension. I don't know. Or just say, you know, do a holiday between the Vulcans and humans first contact day. I'm like, that's always like, what yep. I think. I'm like, that's a holiday, right? Like, you know, everybody celebrates that. That's pretty important. Yeah, yeah that's pretty important. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, that's what we're going to do in celebration of the holiday season. Can't believe we're at the near the end of the year, folks. Uh, wow, we are at yeah. uh, we're about a few days before Christmas. So as of this recording, so that's what we're gonna do. That it's just a special holiday theme episode. And to let you guys know about next week, we're just gonna do like a like a quick little rip uh, wrap up of 2021 because uh, it's just like you know, just like like what was the like how we felt like doing this whole thing over the past year. Um, stuff like that. So, we're, we're, I mean, next February is actually our one-year anniversary. So, um, can't believe we're getting that, that close already. Um, yeah. This year is going by. by. Yes, it has. Especially with the pandemic still going around. It's still like, I've lost track of time. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I think everyone has at some point, you know, like, you know, with this pandemic, with the COVID pandemic. So, so all it's right all blended together yeah 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 so totally. it's all blended together the last two years have been like blended together into one and it's like oh we're near the end of 2021 already and we're still talking about covid oh my goodness yeah uh, <laughs> all right so to get in touch with us it is simple send us an email at tc podcast at gmail.com send us an email right there with your episode suggestions any feedback and stuff like that or heck if you have a Trek theme holiday, for example, um, if you do like a Trek theme holiday for your Christmas celebrations or something like that, or even your New Year's Eve celebrations, let us know. Uh, we would definitely love to hear that. Um, you know, if, uh, if but if you uh, want to put on a comment on our post, we have an Instagram and a Facebook page. The handle is TC Trekkies Pod for both uh, social media platforms. Um, yep. And stuff like that. So you can leave a comment there or you can message us right there. I know that um, you can directly uh, message us from Instagram uh, because um, I just let you guys know that the host of Computer Resume Podcast has reached out to us on Instagram. So hopefully we can do, like the three of us can do something with that in the future. So if you want to message us through there, that's perfectly fine. Um, with, your, with your feedback or something like that, that's perfectly fine. Um, if you want to send us voice messages, send us a uh, voice message by going to anchor.fm slash Twin Cities Trekkies. Click on that little message button. Make sure you enable your, mic- enable your microphone and record your voice. Uh, because, you know, if you don't record your voice and you start talking, we won't be able to hear you. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, th- just keep in mind that any f- feedback you do leave, vocal or written, may be featured in a future episode of Twin Cities Trekkies. Thank you.
I think we should talk some news first. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there have been some big news lately out of, of Star Trek world. <laughs> uh, prime of which is uh, the reversal of some um, of the uh, decisions made by Viacom CBS to stream Star Trek Discovery outside the United States and Canada. Um, there was, after the announcement happened, if, if you did look at the Paramount Plus page on Facebook and you go to the review section, after that announcement had been made, the, I mean, the Paramount Plus has gotten, you know, poor reviews from non-Star Trek fans. Yeah. But uh, for it's like, you know, shoddy customer service or whatever, or interface or whatever it is. But when that announcement came, a lot of international Star Trek fans went to their page and say, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, though, like, yeah, very uncoordinated and kind of left a lot of people hanging. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, so those unprecedented fan backlash, which is, un- which is understandable um, because, you know, Netflix pulled the series four days before it was supposed to come out. Yeah, imagine <laughs> being told that one of your favorite shows just, you're not going to be able to see for who knows how long. Like, it, it, for some places, it, was, it wasn't on an exact timeline. Like, they no. had to wait easily into the next year, who knows when. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, so uh, Paramount Plus decided to uh, um, start streaming and start with Discovery in those countries outside the United States and Canada have it already, which includes places like Denmark, um, uh, I think Germany, um, I think Aust- Australia, Latin America, and stuff like that. So uh, the other countries that do have Paramount Plus already can watch Star Trek Discovery when it drops, which is on Thursdays in the United States. Um, but, but for those countries that don't have it yet, which was going to be rolled out next year for places like the UK, Ireland, you know, and uh, stuff like that. They'll be able to watch it on Pluto TV, which is a free streaming service, by the way, folks. Um, Pluto TV is awesome, by the way. Um, it, I love it. I mean, I love Pluto TV. Um, stuff like that, because I watch, like, old stuff on there. And it's yeah, it's really there. nice to be able to see, like, older shows. Yeah, like for example, I mean, I'm a huge fan of The Price Is Right, so they've had started the era, the uh, the Barker era, on Pluto TV. So, uh, so I watch that once in a while. It's like old shows from the '80s and stuff like that. Shows that yeah. have never been aired for 30 years at that at this point. So, um, stuff like that. But uh, for places like the UK and stuff like that, you'll be able to watch it on um, Pluto TV um, for like three nights a week. Actually, during the weekend, actually, <laughs> at 9 p.m. your local time, wherever you're at, and uh, watch it on the Sci-Fi Channel. It'll, it will air with the commercials and whatnot, and stuff like that. Um, so like that. But unfortunately, there are places that still will not get that get Star Trek Discovery until next year. Places like maybe like Hong Kong, um, you know, stuff like that. Africa, South America, unfortunately. Um, but uh, maybe if you keep pushing, pushing, though, it could change. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you that's know, also how I've been feeling. Like, keep pushing because the people spoke and they sure responded. So yeah, they, resp- they responded. within a said few about days. at least trying to say something. It could just be something as a simple overlook of a country, I guess. However, that manages to happen. But I'm sure they're scrambling. But if you can find some way to coordinate speaking up about it i bet you could coordinate that and then bother companies enough on social media that they're like we should probably should probably cover that country huh yeah i know i mean i mean they had a social media nightmare and i don't blame them yeah i mean probably lost some momentum once they kind of assuage some people but I i hope that people keep the momentum going if they're if they are upset or figure it out with like, I don't know. I don't even know some of the ways that you could see it otherwise except just 
coordinating with your friends or waiting patiently. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. Or, you know, I'm fine with you guys. I mean, if you're an international fan, you don't get Star Trek Discovery um, season four. Um, if you have a VPN, if you want to pay for it yourself and you know, I'll pay for yeah. Paramount plus, I'm perfectly fine with that. Just do not pirate. pirate. Please. Yeah. It does. It not <laughs> only hurts, hurts the companies that are hosting that but it also i mean it hurts the actors like that's how they're they're getting paid through hosting that like you can't do that to them it's it's not it's not very tasteful like no it's not supportive of what star trek is supposed to be like coordinating with everybody yeah and if you're in the uk i understand that you can download the episodes and pay for them so um you oh, know nice. yeah so if you're in the uk if you want to like like not have to worry about the commercial stuff like that watch it on pluto tv you can purchase them but by episode by episode i think for like maybe like three or four dollars an episode so um so that's pretty uh cheap compared to where you you have to wait for the blu-ray which probably will come out next year yeah. for season four so uh and stuff like that so um it's great um stuff like that the reason why is because um, Bob Backus, the head of Viacom CBS, had done a, like a little meeting with the shareholders and stuff like that a couple weeks ago, and said that uh, they had bought the rights back from Netflix because it was a co-production for the first three seasons um, with Viacom CBS and Netflix, as Netflix um, helped foot the bill for like the for some of the budget for the episodes. Um, um, for the first three years, and they bought it back. And he says that they're envisioning Star Trek as like a essential part of their uh, company and um, have a global franchise. Well, yeah, it is. I mean, we already knew that, but uh, he wants to have it eventually be global everywhere at the same time, which is kind of like what we were hoping for anyway. Once Paramount Plus was available everywhere, so. Yeah, so I think that's what's going to happen is that he, they're going to try to probably buy back the rights from Amazon Prime Video eventually for Picard and Lower Decks overseas. So um, so it may um, – so when Picard premieres in February, you know, you may be able to see it on Paramount Plus or on Pluto TV again. Maybe the same kind of situation. So um, just be prepared for that if it happens. So <laughs> – um, so, uh, we have a new video game announcement. That was pretty cool. I did not yeah. see that. Yeah, it was announced, um, during the video game awards a few, a few weeks ago, actually. Um, hmm. and they, they did a, like, I mean, Paramount Plus released a trailer for the new Halo TV show coming out next year. Um, that's going to be a big thing yeah, for them. Yeah, that's uh, cool. Paramount Plus, Paramount Plus. But then they also have announced that there will be a new console-based video game called Star Trek Resurgence. Um, it's going to be a linear um, choice-based uh, kind of adventure story set during the years after the after the next generation. Um, it's kind of cool. It's actually like a, like a separate story, um, um, stuff like that. It's it's set aboard a Centaur-class starship called the USS uh, was it Resilience or something like that. <laughs> but but yeah, it's coming out in the spring. Um, yeah, so it'll be coming out for the PS5, the PS4, the Xbox uh, uh, One, the um, the Xbox Series S and X, and the PC. So uh, so it's going to come out. Um, it, it, I mean, there was a, tr- a mini trailer um, and something like that. It's available on YouTube. Go check it out. Um, and it has. Um, it's actually really cool. I'm actually looking forward to actually trying it out um, and stuff like that because uh, it looked pretty cool. Um, but they also have a Leonard Nimoy voice alike. Spock will be appearing so as, as Ambassador Spock. So it takes place before the events of the 2009 film. So so that's what's going to happen. So we have Ambassador Spock come back. But it's going to be a voice by a, a, an actor who voices like Leonard Nimoy. That's I mean, cool. granted, I kind of, I kind of wish they would, you know, hire Ethan Peck. Um, but yeah, you know. like why not just use somebody who already does play Spock? Yeah, maybe he was busy. Who knows? Yeah, and stuff like that. Um, 
Um, we also during the uh, there was a episode of I forgot uh, of a podcast recently. Um, that was that um hosted by Deadline Hollywood, um, which is kind of like an online version of like you know Hollywood Reporter or or Variety. Um, there was a podcast recently episode with Alex Kurtzman and Sonico Martin Green from Star Trek Discovery, and uh, Kurtzman had said that he is expecting eventually to have a crossover between all five of his shows. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> And um, he says that the Section 31 series is very much alive, despite fans' insistence that it is canceled, or you know there are fans who just want, don't want to see it see it the light of day. Um, but right now, the creators of the show, Bill Young Kim and Eric Lippo, have left Star Trek Discovery and are doing a Netflix show right now. I forgot what the name of it was, but. Um, but they are the executive producers on that Netflix show. I forgot the name of it. So, um, but they are doing executive producing of a Netflix show right now. But they're going to come back to the Section 31 show. <laughs> but we all knew that at one point um, the Section 31 show will happen once one of the show en- one of the shows ends, which more likely will probably be Picard first. But um, in my opinion, but. Uh, <laughs> Once season three is probably over with, that's pretty much probably the end of Picard's story. Who knows? But uh, but uh, I'm just saying that's probably what's going to happen. But uh, yeah, but it's also due to the pandemic. And yeah, also that quite, all swirling uh, around and it resurging now, and trying to yes. trying to coordinate and play off of the mm-hmm. ever changing waters of the pandemic. Let's see how that yes, goes. yeah, and it's also due to uh, Michelle Yeo, uh, Yeo's. Uh, very busy schedule. She, um, she is. Um, she was recently. She recently started in the San Chi movie or something like that for Marvel. Oh yeah, um, super good. Stuff like that. Yep. And uh, she is going to be in the Avatar sequels for starting next year um, and stuff like that. She is also doing this one other show and I forgot what it was, but she is in that show. So she's been kept very busy. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. So it's probably due to her schedule, stuff like that too. And mm-hmm. you know, Shazad and also Shazad Latif, who was um Ash Tyler in the first two seasons. Um, I know that they're probably gonna try to get him come back, but right now he is doing a remake of Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea for for Disney Plus. Uh he is doing he's playing the, the role of Captain Nemo, so of the Nautilus. So um, he's probably going to do that first and then Star Trek. Who knows? Yeah, so lots, it's, of, it's lots probably... of projects on the table. It's nice to see the, the actors all having different opportunities, though. Like, whether from, from the show or mm-hmm. just uh, already being very successful and being well-picked for the show. So yep. if they can work around that and keep their, keep their careers going and still you know, contribute to Star Trek. That's pretty exciting. Yes, it is very exciting. It is very exciting time for me a Star Trek fan. And that would honestly be an interesting episode to dive into is how many people had their, like, debut in Star Trek and became famous because of Star Trek. Like, how many actors or people started their careers because of Star Trek? Or just being, like, even an extra in Star Trek or, like, a smaller character, like, and becoming a bigger character later on. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, we could always I mean for that kind of thing, you know, an extra, the no, the most famous one is Tracy Lee Coco. Um, you know, she appeared in a whole bunch of episodes during the Berman era of Star Trek. Uh and yeah. she's very active on social media. So, you know, we could talk to her and stuff like that. We could definitely do that. Yeah. Uh, down the road. Who knows? But I mean I had I had that kind of idea for an episode down the road is like like, like that kind of what you just said, Kenzie, or um, do like an episode like, hey, don't I know you from somewhere? Don't I know you from Star Trek? You know, yeah. kind of like those, like those, like, because, like, you know, Patrick Stewart was in like the original version of Dune from 84 mm-hmm. and, you know, Excalibur from 81, you know, it's like King Gerard de Grants in Excalibur, um, stuff like that. 
So before Star Trek, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, how, Star Trek? <laughs> how many people because of Star Trek now only recognize them as that? And I feel like that definitely happens to to him. Mm-hmm. Like he definitely he gets that's Patrick Stewart is Picard. Like everybody will recognize him as Picard probably way before <laughs> anything else. Yeah. And it's funny that he's mentioned this a few times is like, you know, he he's been stopped in the street and said, you were Dr. Kirk from Star Wars. <laughs> there's no doctor in Star Wars and stuff in the world. There's no Kirk in Star Wars. It's awesome. It's so but, I mean, like, uh, the concept is there. Like, the, the heart, the concept is there. But uh, yeah, not, not fully landed, but you tried. They yeah, got sci-fi. So... They got close. <laughs> like. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so, uh, there's some really cool news. Uh, first of all, um, Harold G. Sonny White from NASA, um, and a group of scientists have accidentally created a warp bubble. So, yeah, that was, uh, that first, was a cool the, story to read. Yeah, that was the first ever created warp bubble. So, you never know, warp drive might be coming sooner than 2063. But Who guys, knows? you have to wait, wait a few more months. We, that needs to happen in April. Come on. Yeah. Don't, Come on. You could wait until warp until first contact day, just like Gene Roddenberry, like before he predicted it. So, yeah, it's crazy. Um, you know, and Michelle Nichols had her farewell convention in LA. Last um, one. Which, that last one ever because she my dad unfortunately actually, has my dad actually got to meet what? her at one of the conventions he went to when he was i don't know probably in the 90s early mid 90s he went i remember oh, which one cool. but yeah i thought that was neat yeah she had a it was a whole weekend the whole weekend for la comic con there was a special area dedicated to her because she has dementia and unfortunately you know has lost her mental faculties which is unkind of, which is un, it's just sad because you know I unfor- my family is unfortunately going through that right now, mm-hmm. so yeah, so um it's it's really I mean I would rather not I would just rather die in bed, I don't want to die losing not knowing who I am. Yeah, um, it's it is a very tricky it's a very tricky state of mind to deal with. I like have had friends who work especially in places where that's like the patients they specifically treat and it's a lot of work to remind people but make them feel safe while reminding them like because with lost memories comes the anxiety of well who are you then or what is this or why am I here yeah exactly so I just read that in my sleep if I had a choice um yeah so she got an exceptional public achievement medal from NASA you know, because she was the one who helped recruit uh, minorities and women to the space program after Star Trek yep. was canceled. So she was honored for that achievement. Um, the person who gave her that award was actually Dr. Mae Jemison, who was actually, uh, she has always cited Michelle Nichols as her inspiration for joining the space program and stuff like that and you know she also guest starred in the next generation so um so cool as a transporter she was a transporter operator in the episode second chances so uh and stuff like that so she was she's the one who gave her that medal so that was pretty cool um william shatner's documentary about uh being up in space is now available on amazon prime video uh it's called shatner in space um and stuff like that it's only an hour long but it's available for free streaming on Amazon Prime Video. And he's also earned his commercial astronaut wings from the FAA. So (laughs) for doing that, uh, yeah. Getting closer every day to really becoming a real life (laughs) Federation captain. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And then there's one last thing. Uh, Paramount Plus, I bought Paramount Plus again. Uh, they're trying to do more live channels on their service. Uh, kind of similar to what they do right now with uh, Pluto TV um, and stuff like that. So they have 13 channels now on that service. Um, the Your local CBS channel, um, <laughs> if you have it, uh, CBSN, uh, CBS Sports Network, ET Live, and I think that was it. But that was all per, that was all carryovers when it was when it was um, moved over from CBS All Access. 
Uh, and now they have about eight more channels. There's a, there's a channel dedicated to SpongeBob. There's a channel dedicated to like old sitcoms, old sci-fi shows and stuff like that. Similar to what they do on Pluto TV here in the United States. There is a Star Trek channel, folks. There is a Star Trek channel, but it's better than Pluto TV's. <laughs> and it's better than Pluto TV's because um, of the fact that there's no commercials and there is more than Next Generation. So stuff like that. So they, yeah. So they have marathons of like I think all of the shows. I'm not sure about Prodigy, but especially for Picard and Discovery and Lower Decks, they will be on. They they will be airing marathons and all stuff like that. Because I've watched a few of it. It was pretty cool, you know. I mean, when I turned it on, it was it was on Enterprise um, and stuff like that. They've been going in order, obviously. Okay. So. But it's not like randomized, but maybe that will be changing as the thing evolves. So, so maybe like like one hour is probably dedicated listening to... into on like what people even want, like what do people want to see. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. might shift based on if you if you like a certain schedule, try to pitch it and get your opinion out there. Yeah. So yeah, totally. Yeah. So that's the news. Yeah. All right, the holidays in Star Trek. Yeah, I mean, I, every time I, I think about this, it always makes me laugh just a little bit because obviously human, like the human perspective of the show, given that it's made by us, it's it's like Christmas is in like every single series. Like Christmas yeah. is somehow always referenced, which I just think is kind of funny because I don't know if any other planet decides to celebrate the solstice of the rotation of their planet but i yeah. i always think it's funny that christmas wheedles its way into most of star trek as a human holiday yeah and it's yeah yeah christmas is yeah, mentioned a few times you know thanksgiving's mentioned a few times um and stuff like that like an early episode of star trek the original series and you know, all they mentioned thanksgiving turkeys uh, yeah. <laughs> so, and stuff like that. So, yeah, they mentioned Thanksgiving a few times. They mentioned Christmas sometime. Uh, we actually see a Christmas celebration in a, in a movie, Generations, um, with Picard, and stuff like that. Um, a support, I mean, a fake family, but you know, it's like you know, it, and stuff like that. It was that's pretty cool, and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, it's mentioned a few times and stuff like that. Uh, I don't really see it mentioned a few times other than that. Um, but there are other holidays that are mentioned, like First Contact Day. You can't forget about that. Yes. <laughs> yes. And also Federation Day, right? Just yep. Celebrating the actual just creation of the Federation yep. planet. Yep. Yep. And we don't, we haven't seen that yet, which is kind of interesting we have not seen that yet yeah i'm like how do they uh, celebrate is it different for everybody because not everybody yeah. joined, you know at the same time or is it it could just be like just, a, a war like i don't know yeah how would you coordinate a bunch of planets who joined at different times to celebrate the federation origin day. i don't even yeah. remember who who were the first people to start the federation it's, it was earth it was earth vulcan teller and Andoria. Yeah, I couldn't remember the other so, two. I just know it was Earth and Vulcan, but it's just I couldn't remember if there was anyone else involved already. Yeah, there was four member worlds, so like, like four founding worlds, I should say. Yeah, and you know, you know, and you know, and stuff like that, and um, yeah, so it was yeah, like Earth, Vulcan, Teller, Andoria, or Andor, or we call it. Yeah, I mean, it was called Andoria, Andor. I don't know. Yeah, but, uh, it's been switched name. around so many, so many times. We call biosphere sometimes, biosphere, Earth, whatever you want to call us. Yeah, exactly. Hey, blue dot. Yeah, I don't know. Big, <laughs> big blue marble. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Which is actually a show that Rick Berman actually produced before Star Trek. <laughs> oh, 
I what was the children's soul called the little big bro- little blue marvel <laughs> so, yeah that's what it was called the little blue marvel <laughs> uh it was a children's show uh back in the early 80s uh but um yeah so maybe the fort maybe those most worlds um celebrated at the same time because they all signed it on that date in 2161 uh, and stuff like that, but we have not seen Federation Day um, celebrated. Yeah, yet. we we have seen First Contact Day celebrated. Uh, we actually do it now. I mean, people celebrate. To, yeah. to, 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 I think it's funny how many holidays from Star Trek people love to like pull back or just like celebrating birthdays of captains, like like mm-hmm. future to be captains. <laughs> Yeah, like you know, I know people like to like go down to Riverside, Iowa, to uh, go to that uh, little um, thing for uh, Captain Kirk and stuff like that. Uh, you know, birth, future birthplace of Captain James T. Kirk. Yeah. Um, or or go to Bloomington, Indiana, to go to the new uh, Janeway statue. Yeah. Um, yep, and stuff like that. Um, I think it has her birthday on there, May twentieth yep. of twenty three thirty two. I think I think it was. Yeah, or that's so some, something like that and stuff like that and you know i mean and it's it's cool you know and and stuff like that people like to celebrate the captain's birthdays and stuff like that i mean grand we never saw um the only two captains we actually see no actually three captains we see bir- uh, birthdays for but we haven't seen like um we has we didn't see cisco's or archers or burnham's or <laughs> I also wonder about yeah. that, like that being like, I mean, those are hot. I mean, holidays are like, like a personal holiday is your birthday, but a birthday is only a human thing. Or do people celebrate other alien races have examples of celebrating birthdays or the day of your birth? Yeah. I wonder how the Klingons celebrate it. Probably yeah. a lot of pain, pain sticks and battlets. Yeah. And all. <laughs> Speaking of Klingons, that's the other notable one where it's actually like an episode namesake is uh, the Day of Honor. Like, yep. you be able to do that. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yep, totally. Yep, the Day of Honor. Yep. I mean, Bona Taurus hated it, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, well. Absolutely hated it. So, yeah, it's, yeah, that's a, that's a holiday. Um, as you eat with, was it blood pie and, and yep. stuff like that, <laughs> which looked disgusting, by the way. <laughs> yep, the good blood pie. I mean, to be fair, it's probably one of the most realistic foods. Like, if you're from Europe and you've grown yep. up eating like blood pudding or having anything like that, I mean, I would assume yep. it's got to be pretty similar to having blood pudding. Oh, yeah. I assume it's probably similar to that. I, I mean, I've never had it. I mean, granted, I hope I never do. No offense, but because it's because in my mind it sounds disgusting. Yeah. But I mean, it, <laughs> I I, I personally mean, like it, but my siblings once they found out how it was made and how like what it consists of, definitely changed their minds about it. But I was like, eh, I'm like meat. Meat has blood in it too. So if you sit there and eat a steak, you're also yeah, you know yeah having blood so yeah i guess that makes sense i mean it's just uh, the, like it's just really like exemplifying it and putting it as the you know in the foreground of focus makes people suddenly feel a little queasy about it yeah and you you hear it but you don't see it i mean there are foods here like for example like for example uh blood pudding but also like rocky mountain oysters which is a delicacy in Colorado, for example. Yeah. And it, it's deer balls. Yeah. So, uh, so, but, but they call it Rocky Mountain oysters to make it sound better. So, yeah. uh, so, so, I mean, yeah. So, if you have, of like, course, the Klingons would say blood pie. They're not going to call oh, yeah. it something else, <laughs> like a meat pie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. A meat pie, you know, like shepherd's pie or something like that. Yeah, and I've had that shepherd's pie. I'm not a big fan of it, but I've had it. So uh, and so like that, and I've had that. Um, stuff like that. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, the day of honor and stuff like that. Um, I bet you they um uh, do for like the day of ascension too. For yep. you know, Worf had Worf did that. I mean, you know, and stuff like that. Worf did that, and he was very bitter towards everybody until they actually celebrated it. <laughs> with all yeah. those paint sticks 
those pain sticks and whatnot. Pain sticks and bloodletting and and stuff like that. And don't forget the bachelor party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, when he got married to Jadzia, you know, that's a mm-hmm. celebration. They do that. So yeah, four days I mean, maybe going beyond like holidays, but just even like traditional ways of celebrating mm-hmm. things, like what goes into honoring somebody or celebrating yep. a person or celebrating a rite of passage. I feel like we see a lot of more like rite of passage holidays, like personal things for people more than like a like a world like a worldwide celebration of a holiday. It's like focused yeah. around like something that you honor yourself. Yeah, like that. We see a lot more of that. And I think it has, I mean, because we do that here in our own cultures, you know, with Jewish people celebrating um, their uh, bat mitzvah or bar mitzvah if you're or a male and a bat mitzvah if you're a female. Yep. Uh, and, so, and stuff like that. Um, and stuff like yeah, I would say that, like, yeah, we do that here already, here on Earth, you know, with our own cultures and stuff like that. You know, we have other holidays such as, like, Kwanzaa and uh, Hanukkah and uh, Halloween. <laughs> yeah, we haven't, we had, we've had one Halloween episode. We've had one episode of Halloween in Star I Trek. Love the, yeah, and see, that always just makes me laugh, but it's like, people hear a lot about Maybe humans are just over-the-top party animals compared to other alien races. Yeah. Like, you guys really like to celebrate a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, I bet you Neelix, when he first came on board, was going like, oh, he's to celebrate this and this. Oh, my goodness. There's a lot of celebrations here. Under morale officer. That would have helped me out a lot. <laughs> was it? Is it for a holiday, like a Talaxian holiday? Yes. A, yeah, yes. I was like, there's yes. a Talaxian holiday too, where of like, yes, like it's like a, yes, yeah, I was like, it's like a big feast. Yes, the 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 the, the Prixen, uh, the holiday of Prixen, and all yeah. they they always, yep, that's what they did, yeah, and there, apparently it was like nectar that made Janeway lightheaded the year before they did it on the show, <laughs> so and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. That was from that episode that we talked about before. It was Mortal Coil, Mortal Coil and stuff yep. like that, you know. that I mean, I just read an article recently, speaking of that episode. Um, there was an article recently published on the Star Trek website, official Star Trek website, talking about that episode and um, her, um, the, the authors dealing with mental illness. I mean, with the, I think it was, I think it was during this pandemic. I think it was. Yeah. Uh, this COVID pandemic. So, uh, and stuff like that. They talked about, like, you know, like the crisis of yourself, you know, like, I mean, within yourself and stuff like that. And, and you know, you're, I mean, it is a near death experience or, I guess, actual death experience, but being saved. I don't like, or just yeah. being, being revived and brought back. And what does it mean now to be alive and given a second chance? Or mm-hmm. like, what does it mean to survive? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I know I read the article and it was pretty cool. I mean, it was like you know pretty powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, but back to the holiday. Good yeah, but back to the. Ho- yeah, we do that someday. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, but uh, back to the holidays. You can't forget about the Bajoran Gratitude Festival. Yep. <laughs> yep, and that's, that's like I think that I think that's a that the, I think that's the Bajoran version of Thanksgiving, in my opinion. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of, like, Thanksgiving type of, like, people reference types of, like, days of feasting and celebrating thanks to people. Yes, and I think that's, like, the one thing that's, like, I think that's the one thing that Bajorans like to do is, like, you know, because, you know, the gratitude of, you know, you know, of everything around them and stuff like that. I always thought that was, that would have been pretty cool to, like, have it in our own culture, have, like, a gratitude festival, you know, be thankful for what we got. But we got that for Thanksgiving, but that's only one day. Why can't you have it for three days? Yeah, and it's <laughs> not worldwide. I always think that's such a funny thing. It's like, I feel like it's sort of lost its, it, yeah. it's definitely wanting to change its um, origin. Like, a lot of people don't like to celebrate it for the reason it is, like, People celebrate yeah. it as like a day to be with their family, not like for the f- holiday it's supposed to represent, like in history. Yeah. But the rest of the world doesn't have the chance to really celebrate it. But I feel like in our lifetime, we'll see it more commonly adapted across the world. 
just like oh, it's just a day of thanks like that's all we're doing we're just being thankful for things like that we could put food out and i'm like that would be interesting to see something like thanksgiving become like a global holiday not for its reason of origin yeah i would say that you know i mean I, yeah the reason i mean the origin is horrible but yeah. um yeah but yes i agree with you kenzie on that i agree with you 100 percent. i mean you know i think we're going to see a lot more of that in our lifetime a lot more of like culturally accepted um versions of of holidays you know because you know i think like kwanzaa or uh or hanukkah or thanksgiving or other like juneteenth was just recently added yeah um to our federal yeah, holidays here in the Holidays are meant to shift and change and fluctuate, especially in a globalized world. You just see Mm -hmm. more and more things become important. Like I even joke about like something like Thanksgiving, even if Thanksgiving itself doesn't catch on something that's even bigger than Thanksgiving for me is Friendsgiving, where you get together with your friends to celebrate being thankful for each other because that then focuses it on you and the people in your life. And I'm like, Friendsgiving feels more, like something I'm happy to partake in than something like Thanksgiving, if it's for the reasons that it started. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Friendsgiving. I've only done one of those in my life. Um, I did mine about, I mean, I did one about five years ago and that was fun. I mean, you know, it was a friend of mine, you know, and stuff like that. He hosted and stuff like that. Had a few friends over. We watched football and had food. And stuff like that, and be thankful that we have all these friends. Yeah, yeah, totally. And you know, I, I mean, that's, I mean, I would, I think that's probably, I think that's more socially acceptable. I think, yeah, than than a Thanksgiving meal with your friends because you know of the origin of Thanksgiving, of stuff like that. So I mean, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, I hope it'd be like a more universal day for that because. To our lovely friends of the north and Canada celebrate Thanksgiving a month before the United States does, um, in the middle and the end of October. So, and they think we're weird by doing it in yeah. November. So, and stuff like that. And you know, I know that there's another holiday that we don't really celebrate that much. Um, I know some cultures do, uh, especially in the UK, for example, Boxing Day which is actually the day after Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, and stuff like that. And um, and in Canada too, I think. Yeah. And from what I understand, and this is like something I understood from the episode, an episode of MASH actually, <laughs> is that people like to switch up uh, roles for the day. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. That's the, that's the, I think that's the, I think that's the origin of it. You switch up roles with like a friend of yours and stuff like that. You do their job for a day and stuff like that. And they do your job. And stuff like that. I mean, I mean that's something that people should be doing more nowadays, um, especially. Yeah. And, and I'm just saying this right now. Uh, is I mean, this comment could be really dated once COVID is not a pandemic anymore. Um, down the yeah. right is like if we can switch roles with the people on the front lines of this pandemic and see how they have responded to this because. Obviously, you know, I know we're, I mean, this is totally dated right now. I mean, could be dated down the road, but, um, you know, it's like they're struggling mightily through this pandemic, especially, especially here in the Twin Cities and stuff like that. They they took, I mean, for example, they took a full page ad last week uh, in this, in all the major newspapers here in the Twin Cities saying, please help us. <laughs> yeah, stay out so. of the hospitals if you have COVID, or rather, avoid getting COVID by taking precautions so that you don't take up space in hospitals. It's the whole goal. Yeah. Uh, if nothing else, if you can't find the time to care about somebody else's well being, at the very least, it's about making sure that you stay out of the way for people who actually need like emergency surgeries and things. That makes uh, nurses and doctors lives much easier not having to put up with that because it's limited resources and that's like I think a lot of people just don't like to think in the long term like how that plays out and in a moment of like 
suddenly being sick and having to go to the hospital, you're not thinking, oh, will I have enough room? But people are having to think like that, where it's like, is it like almost triaging themselves first to be like, is it worth it to go? Should it like, is this important enough? Like using resources. So it'll be like uh, having, living through the pandemic now and how holidays are celebrated. It's just very, I can understand how holidays become diluted or archaic because it's already something I do a lot less celebration now with my family because you have to kind of play by ear. You can't really plan it out. You just kind of have to play it by ear. And if things change, you have to kind of roll the punches and be like, okay, I guess we'll see you next year. <laughs> like, we're going to have to wait. Or Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that's all we had to do last year, um, you know, with yeah. our uh, with our holidays here in the United States because COVID was a big, pretty big thing. I mean, they were telling people to like rethink your Thanksgiving plans. They do do only your holidays with your immediate household yep. and stuff like that. I do remember that. Um, that was kind of a little hard, but you know, it, it was understandable because you know, vaccines weren't readily available. Now they are. But yeah. um, but now with I don't mean we're talking about the COVID, but um, <laughs> but I think COVID has, I think I think this pandemic has shown us that you know we have, um, show what uh what was it what was I thinking of, something like, oh I forgot, I lost my train of thought, something like um, it has shown us to show us what we're grateful for. Yeah. You know, grateful to be alive and stuff like that. And, you know, shown what we could take. I mean, shown um, what we take for granted may not be necessary for the next person. Yeah. I mean, as shown a light on that, you know, especially with that, uh, because um, because other things have gone on in the last year, year, year and a half, you know, not just COVID, but also um, the uh, tornadoes that recently drop down in the southern I and mean, in the central plains yeah I mean, over almost 100 people have died from the mm-hmm. tor- from those tornadoes when we had the snow they had the tornadoes yeah so so i mean i've always like you know and i always say uh you know try, i mean i always like say what can you do to help it's like you know donate to the red cross donate to yeah. some of that so um and stuff like that i mean granted i i i put a post up on our facebook page about it i put it up on instagram about it and stuff like that you know just donate to the red cross donate to the american red cross um help them out donate that blood and money that's all i gotta say donate i mean it'll help them get needles and go donate money otherwise donate donate blood become a regular blood donor yes so totally yeah and it's like you know it and it's 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 mean all those things you know not just that but we've had a lot of things to be Thinking about not just from COVID. <laughs> so, yeah, I wonder if we'll ever me... have like a, a like holidays born from the pandemic of like the ways we celebrate things, or are we going to have like a day that we commemorate or remember when the pandemic started, if it never ends, or maybe one day it will end and we'll have a holiday for like the official like end of uh, end of an era of COVID. <laughs> Who knows. Yeah, and they're saying that it probably won't go away. The virus won't go away, but uh, it may become more endemic more than pandemic. Yeah, so, which, I mean, that's that's all you can kind of hope for, that it just becomes yeah. non-lethal for the most part for people. You yeah. can get it to yeah. where it's not currently still pretty much a gamble for a lot of people. Like, if they're unvaccinated, it becomes this whole gamble of, I, I don't know, are you willing? are you willing to possibly die from it? because that's kind of the gamble you take. It could just hit you really hard in a bad way and that's it. But, but I mean, that's, that's how you can kind of, I mean, I, it's hard to keep pushing people to do their best and to care and, you know, get vaccinated. So I, I have just left it to people to be like, please do it. But if you, for some reason, just don't want to, you're gonna to have to live with that, but also try to be respectful of people, or you'll lose my respect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yep. And I know. I mean, I think there will be some kind of like, you know, commemoration. You know, because we've lost over eight hundred thousand people. Yeah. To the 
to this virus. So, yep. so it's we've lost a lot of people. We've It'll probably be, I wonder how history will remember it. Cause that's a gap of a lot of people in our population to be like, what does yeah. it look like to now down the road to have missed all those people in our population? And I'm sure not even ho- necessarily holidays. When we say holidays, it always feels like it's like a cheerful thing, but we also have holidays commemorating more serious things like Veterans Day, Memorial Day, and having more of a reflective holiday, like something to think about, something to honor. And I have, I'm sure there's plenty of those in other, in other alien races too to celebrate especially Klingons I'm like they're they're all about honoring and remembering so I'm sure they have lots of lots of days of warriors oh yeah totally and it's like you know and it's yeah totally and and coming back to Star Trek yeah I bet you I mean yeah we celebrate nowadays the first contact day and stuff like that and we technically we we are up on Star Star Wars because we have two days yeah. So we have two days. So suck it, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> we have first contact day and Star Trek day. <laughs> yep. So, so yeah, and it's and it's it's great. I mean, I mean, I've never done. I mean, I wonder how people do it actually celebrate first contact day because that date was actually chosen by Ronald D. Moore. Uh, it's actually his son's birthday. Oh, I so, always wonder why I was because I'm like. It was what? his son's birthday, so I, I I knew about that from the commentary on the first contact. Like he did, they did um, him and Brandon Braga did a commentary for first contact uh, for like, the DVD, and then eventually the Blu-ray uh, put it over, and it said that oh, I chose that birthday, I chose that date because it was my son's birthday. So, so oh. funny, yeah. So yeah, I mean, granted, we always do it. We always say. Happy first contact day. See you yep. in this many years. <laughs> yep. I'm going to meet the Vulcan. Now, it would be now, oh my gosh. 40, 42. Is it 2016? Three. Is it 26? All right. Minus 2022. Oops. Yeah. 41 years. Yeah, I, was like, I thought it was 41. Yeah, it's 41 years to first contact day. I hope to still be alive in 2063. So, and I hope to be in Bozeman, Montana. <laughs> yeah. Make yeah. sure. I wonder if people would actually gather there. I'm like, that'd be oh. pretty exciting. Yeah. I mean, granted, you know, with those people who created the accident on Warp Bubble, we might actually get it sooner rather than later. Yeah. I'm like, guys, just wait till April. Come... Yeah, the, the Vulcans might come earlier. Yeah. <laughs> and say, Oh, they have a work bubble starship? Okay, time to make first contact. Oh, got COVID. Bye. Yeah, just <laughs> kidding. They're dealing with a pandemic. We should probably wait. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> they come down. Oh, got COVID. We got something to do for that. Bye. Yeah. Well, see you later. <laughs> yep, see you later. <laughs> yeah, and then we also got Star Trek Day, which is also always celebrated. Yeah, because <laughs> the first broadcast of the first episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, I try to do that every year. I mean, watch the Man Trap on um, the very first episode broadcast. Um, but I, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't because I'm not a big fan of that episode. Yeah. So it's just weird. I'm usually more just like seeing how people dress up and on social media and using it as a day of like star trek love more than watching something it's just like a day to be like yay for being a trekkie and yay for star trek yeah i mean i know that um some people like to watch the pilots i mean on star trek day i know that they had did that on star trek day back in 2020 um regarding that they had aired all the pilot episodes on the youtube channel that day (laughs) for star trek day and obviously, this year we had an in-person event for Star Trek Day, which is pretty cool for yeah. the 55th anniversary. 55th anniversary which yeah, is the, cool. the the first big event for Star Trek um, for the uh, anniversaries 
in 20 years. So they did it for the 35th anniversary. But obviously, the one that everyone remembers is actually the one for the 30th anniversary in 1996. I mean, you know, because they had that sketch with some of the cast from Frasier um, doing, yeah. like, <laughs> it's widely circulated on YouTube. It's hilarious. Um, if you haven't seen it, I'd highly check it out. I mean, we could do an episode about that down the line, talking about spoofs of Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, I mean, things that are like like funnier as well as like spoofs of Trek. That I mean, that list goes on. I mean, you can see a Star Trek reference so quickly in shows, and it's great. I love pointing out those. Yeah, and it's and it's and, it, and it's funny. I mean, and stuff like that. And you know, granted, the Orville is kind of like a spoof of Star Trek in itself. Um, Yep. Speaking of the Orville, we have our first picture ever from season three. They released that earlier this earlier this week. Um, there's like new cast members there too, so that's gonna be kind of cool. Um, looking forward to. I can't wait for March for for the Orville. Just can't wait for the new year. But we're walking in really slow to 2022. No, no yeah. saying this is our year. <laughs> we. We all have to be humble and watch it and wait and see. Yeah, because I always say that, you know, because it would be like a wait and see kind of year. Because right now with the pandemic, we have a new variant that's more virulent and stuff like that. It's caused a lot of chaos in the last few days. Mm -hmm. New York is being dramatically changed. Saturday Night Live is back to a no audience. Yeah, uh, they did that. Yeah, they did that for their last show of the year. They had no audience. so Just kind of a dour way to end it after they started the new season being really like excited that they're like, hey, we can have an audience again. And things are looking good. And I'm like, mm, going into the winter on a bad note. Yep. Yes, we are. Yep. And hopefully things will get better again. Hopefully. I, I think mean, they will. I, I'd hope yeah. that people's ignorance and malice i don't even know how to explain it. it's not malice it's like just i don't know it, it's a weird thing to meet people who are tired of caring about other people or selfish i guess or don't want mm-hmm. to think about the consequences of their actions because it just shouldn't matter to them and i don't know if that's a reflection on themselves thinking they're not important enough or if it's a lack of just the ability to care for others, to empathize, sympathize at all. Uh, so it feels weird, but I hope that that shifts culturally, that more people start caring. Because when people start caring, that's when COVID will go away. Or when and it does our, start going away. We've seen when it start, yeah, we've seen it happen in Star Trek, too. When people start caring, people things change. Yep. You know? I mean, I can bring up that uh, the past tense two-parter, you know. I mean, granted, we're almost, we're almost about two years away from that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, and you know, people have forgotten how to they because they, they, they were saying like, "Oh, have you forgotten how to care and stuff like that?" And Cisco says, "You know, by the end of this century, people will start to. I mean, by the end of this, what, what happens after this, people will start to care." Yeah. Uh, and stuff like that. People will eventually start remember how to care. So, and I think that's where we're heading towards right now is we'll eventually get to that point where people start caring about other people. Yeah. I mean, and stuff like that. I think that will happen sooner rather than later. I hope. Yeah. But, but I think I think we're getting there, but it's very early on. Mm-hmm. And I think we're starting. I mean. I mean, I think we're getting there eventually. I think we'll get there. I hope it will be by the end of next year, but who knows? But yeah. I think I think we're at the like a little bit past the starting gate. So it's gotta take time and have faith. Take time. Faith of the heart, guys. Faith of the heart. Good. That's a good. Uh, yeah. Good one. <laughs> good one for that. Yeah. So um. Yeah. I guess that's um that's about it. Any final thoughts? 
<laughs> I'm just excited. I mean, I'm hopeful going into our human holiday of Christmas and New Year's this week. But if there are any holidays, I guess, that people find notable from Star Trek that we didn't talk about, we'd love to hear awesome. it. Yeah, totally. I agree 100% because I know people like to celebrate Captain Picard Day. I know people like to celebrate First Contact Day. I know people like to celebrate Star Trek Day. I think it's about time, Wes, you and I start the tradition of Prixen. Now, (laughs) got to get Prixen going. I'd do a five-day feast. Oh, yeah, that'd be hilarious. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, I don't know what that guy would do for it. I want to see how I make it. Given that I usually do Thanksgiving and shortly after Friendsgiving, honestly, I probably could make it to be Prixen those days. Be like, you know what? No more Thanksgiving or Friendsgiving, folks. It's all Prixen. You come one of the days. uh, (laughs) It's it's a day to be grateful. You can come many of those days to come eat food here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it'd be funny. That'd be great. Yeah. So until next week, take care and live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal, and a happy new year. <laughs> <laughs>